Warning, Geesebumps is a comedy podcast based on the works of R.L. Stein. Any similarity to an actual literature podcast is coincidental and unintentional. It's gonna be a scream. Courtney's a total show-off. She thinks she's so brave, and she's always making Eddie and his friends look like wimps. But now, Eddie's decided he's had enough. He's going to scare Courtney once and for all, and he's just come up with the perfect plan. He's gonna lure Courtney down to Muddy Creek, because Eddie knows Courtney believes in that silly rumor about the monsters, mud monsters that live in the creek. Too bad Eddie doesn't believe the rumor, because it just might be true. So you read the back, and then you think, like, that must be what the book is about. But you'd be wrong! You would be so wrong, you idiot. We're going to get introduced to these mud monsters pretty early in the book, I guess. I mean, this has got to be all about mud monsters. This is a mud monster story. Listen, guys, based on the cover and the mud monsters there, this book has got to be about primarily mud, mud monsters. monsters. Okay, here's a disclaimer for this episode. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Goosebumps, a Did You Mean Goosebumps podcast. I am Danielle, and I have a PhD. I am Jojo, and I have a PhD. I am Jeff, and I do not have a PhD. Boom. It took, it took how many episodes to get to that piece of information? You know what? You've, you admitted it, and that's the first step. It was kind of up in the air. Yeah. You know, because, like, we never brought it up. Like, we both have PhDs. And then I like may, there may have been listeners who have been like, well, maybe Jeff's just humble. Yeah, maybe these two are just fucking maniacs, and Jeff's over here just like... We're, we're over here just throwing out our bona fides, and then Jeff's trying to talk about his day-to-day life. It's because I have something better than a PhD, and it's something that these two jokers don't have, and that's a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was pretty quick. <laughs> we all know that's Happy not. Sunday, everybody. It's when we're recording this. <laughs> Sunday, the Lord's Happy Day. Happy Sunday. We again. I gotta say, like we dip into blasphemy a lot on this show. It's pretty wild. It's not blasphemous to say that me and Jesus, my main man, definitely fist bump on Sunday afternoons. So, Joe, do you you you, you mentioned before the show in the green room? I did. As we were talking backstage, you were talking backstage. The, the, we didn't want. We were. It's before the meet and greet. <laughs> That's right. Before we started signing posters. <laughs> that you had. You had a particular topic that you wanted to bring up for discussion. I today. did. And listen, I've been. I've been paying attention to a lot of the content. So listen, Goose, Geesebumps doesn't exist in a vacuum. There's other content. There's other stuff out there. You know. There's other things. You turn on YouTube. Geesebumps is there. Yeah. But other, <laughs> other things are also there. There's 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 video game things yeah mm. there's stuff on computer parts mm-hmm. sure lots of parts there's uh i made i made a cat is it a cake those videos and you know what they're all saying all of them they're all cakes they're all cake no they're not all well yeah they all say but you know what they're all saying <laughs> they're saying surrender your current content stop making it start making a little final fantasy 14 content <laughs> ah. 
Is that that's your thing now, right? You're back into Final Fantasy XIV. Oh 14. no, Danielle, what's your favorite? What's your favorite part of Final Fantasy XIV? Danielle, what's your favorite? What's your favorite class of character in Final Fantasy? Yes, 14? Danielle, what is your main? What is your main <laughs> job in Final Fantasy XIV? I'll explain the words because obviously you know them, but surely, right? Yes, no. So when I play Final Fantasy XLV, when you experience it, yes. When I live it, yeah. I am a carpenter. Just like Jesus. Here's the, here's the thing, Danielle. You know what's funny, Danielle? Is that is one of the jobs in Final Fantasy You thought you were being funny, you fucking idiot. I can't make fun of it. It's too... Uh, it's impossible. See, and that's that's what's great. It's the, one of the first things you can become is a carpenter like my main man, JC. Yeah. It all comes back. It all comes back around. It all comes uh, back. Jesus, can, let me step. Well, I gotta step out of the bit. That was just that was Danielle trying like hell to fuck over the greatest game. Danielle was like, "How do I derail this thing that JoJo wants to speak about?" I know carpentry. Carpentry, that'll do it. Here's the big thing about Final Fantasy II as well that I think about a lot is our biggest relationship as a as a brand to Final Fantasy is about once a year. Jeff tweets out. Seems to be a lot of games called Final <laughs> Fantasy. <laughs> Checkmate, gamers. <laughs> they have a game that they just announced today called Final Fantasy Origins. Why don't they just call it Original Fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> the Colonel's Original Fantasy? Yeah, the Colonel's Secret. <laughs> yeah, it's got 11. It's got 11 summons and spices. <laughs> <laughs> So JoJo has abandoned Warcraft and is now back in playing Final Fantasy. Now I'm back. Now I'm back in it. And it's like I never left or played it completely. So I've told Danielle a number of times. I think she would actually really enjoy Final Fantasy. Yeah, she'd probably be super into it because it's because it's it's really hard to be super stressed out in that game. Yeah. Which is why I could not possibly like it. Danielle, there is no half measures for Danielle. I need to be deeply distressed and upset by the game that I am playing or else what what am I even doing if I could if I could quit my main real life job and then just have my job be living in Final Fantasy I could do that for a number of years and always be fulfilled Final Fantasy 14 if you guys want to learn how to save money just play Final Fantasy 14 because you'll never really go anywhere or do anything you'll just be playing Final Fantasy 14 play Final Fantasy 14 Final Final Fantasy Fantasy 14 14. you have to play it the Romans were born and so can you in the light of Christ because you'll be a carpenter Final (laughs) Fantasy 14 (laughs) Okay, so let's. Should we talk about this stupid? Uh, We've been avoiding talking about this book that. We've been avoiding it pretty hard. So I guess it's it really is. Before we get anyone's hopes up who likes this book, all three of us. But especially me. Especially Joe. I mean, especially especially JoJo, but especially Daniel, but also especially me. Yeah. Fucking hate this book, Daniel. What do we read? Uh, okay, well, we read a, a book called "You Can't Scare Me," which true which didn't which true to its name if you want to say like if you read what's on the tin yeah it it did not scare it did not scare us there was nothing there was absolutely not a a a moment of this book that was intended to be scary for the reader no no at all and 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 i just i want to i want to let people know that like if if you like this book you're wrong yeah. You're wrong. So if you do, you probably should stop listening because... Now, here, here's what we mean. If you like the memory of the book from your childhood, oh, that's totally one thing. Oh, totally different thing. Totally separate but, thing. But, here, but, but, but I guarantee you, this book does not show up any li- in any lists of 
the best goosebumps. No. And if it is your favorite, then please write us and let us know exactly why yeah. in detail. Write us a letter. Write us. Send us a po- send us a message in the post. Write teacher an essay. So I, we've been uh, we've been dicking around for a lot the better part of an hour. We got to get into actually doing the work. This is goosebumps number. Uh, 15. You can't I don't see why me. we have to do the work if RL didn't do the work. Oh. Uh, we have to do the synopsis. Mm-hmm. Normally, I ask for a two minute, but this time. Why would you need that? If you need more than 30 seconds, you're doing it wrong. This time, put 60 seconds on the <laughs> box and let me know when it's ready because I got right. this one. All right. I'm ready when you are, JoJo. And go. Uh, Eddie is a kid in school. He's going on a field trip with his friend Hat and his other <laughs> friend Molly. Um, while they're on there, they see a girl named Courtney and her friend Denise, and they're like, let's try to scare Courtney. So they put like a spooky fake snake inside of her lunch bag because Courtney isn't afraid of anything. She like touches a bumblebee and doesn't freak out, shit like that. Um, she, he, she breaks the fake snake, and that's pretty much the end of that scene. And then at the end, they're just like, God, we got to find a way to scare Courtney. What are we going to do to scare Courtney? Um, so they do a bunch of dumb shit to try to scare <laughs> Courtney. They release a tarantula, which she isn't afraid of. She's just like, it's a tarantula. It's fuzzy. Um, He gets his friend Molly to get her spooky dog Buttercup to bark at her. And not only does the dog not attack Courtney, Courtney has a second dog who she just meets. And she's like, these dogs are great. And for some and for some reason, how, Eddie's like, fuck this. So I'm going to scare her by sending her into the woods where mud monsters are. Because my brother just up like mud monsters. And when she gets there, there really are mud monsters. And that's the end of the book. Yep, and everyone's fine. Yeah, everyone's fine. Everyone's no one fine. changes. No adjustments to any of the relationships that exist in the book. No difference. Nothing's different. Nothing. You could take out everything that happens between the very beginning of the book and the very end of the book, you and splice would, them together. You could splice them together. Just be like, oh, okay, nothing here's, else has changed. Here's here's the plot. Man hates woman. <laughs> man. Man, man hates man hates woman. Man wants to bring powerful woman down. Also, woman hates powerful woman. Wants yeah. to bring powerful woman down at behest of man who hates woman. Where everyone is after girl boss. Girl boss just is just trying to exist as girl boss. Yeah, Courtney is a little bit of a girl boss. Yeah, and uh, every time, every I don't know about you guys, but every time she was on screen, I heard Katy Perry's "This Is My Fight" song. Oh, I heard I kissed a girl. You also forgot a character, JoJo. Who was it? Uh, you, Charlene. <laughs> yes. Was that the other friend? There are two. There are two. There are four girls in all. In the first two pages, they introduce us to six characters, no, eight characters, including so the two here's teachers. Here's the characters of consequence. There's Eddie uh-huh. and Courtney. Eddie yeah. is trying to scare Courtney. Yeah. For, there's no like. No real reason. No. She she threw a bumblebee at him that did nothing. Yeah. And the point she was trying to make is bumblebees are not scary. So Eddie is just a scaredy cat. Everything scares him. And he wants to bring Courtney down to his level. That's right. That's right. The entire impetus for this whole story is Eddie doesn't like Courtney. And the reason why is because Courtney is known as brave and is not afraid of things that he's afraid of. And so he becomes obsessed with trying to scare her. Characters we missed were... Eddie, his friend Hat. He has a friend named Molly and a friend named Charlene. What's the difference? No one knows. Molly has glasses and braces. Otherwise, her and Charlene are identical, apparently. But the whole role for those two characters is to be swept up into Eddie's hatred of Courtney for no particular reason. And to show that women can also hate other women. Women can hate other women. And it's all the fault of men. And so what happens in this book is Eddie just keeps trying methods to scare Courtney. They never work 
until such time that he discovers that Courtney believes in cryptids. Yeah. For some inexplicably inexplicable reason that she's, she's seen to be very scientific. The whole book grounded. Yeah. Logical, smart, but all, but then she believes in cryptids. And so then, then he's like, I unrelated to any of this, his brother, his brother, Kevin is making a short film. A YouTube video about mud monsters. Yes. The content that we all crave. Do you recall the legend of the mud monsters, Joe? What was the legend of the mud monsters, Joe? Everyone lived in uh, in huts by the river, and then a mudslide came. And killed them. That was it. Yeah, and then they were mad mad at the rich people. Yeah, because... The rich people. They were mad at the rich. They were mad at the, well, they were mad at everybody. That was what I don't understand. Like, we're going to get everybody who betrayed us. Like, they're all dead. They all died. Well, that's what happens when you're a ghost. You get mad, you know? I guess that is what happens when you're a ghost. You know what it reminded um, me of? It reminded me of the Gravity Falls episode where they're making the house for the, the Northwest. And then, pretty much yes. it, yeah, yeah. Northwest! So, but the whole book is them trying their quote-unquote pranks to get her, and they all fail. And then, and then, and then they write in a thing that they're like, "Oh, she believes in monsters, so let's let's make let's let's have my brother and his friends dress up like monsters." Well, they and- already were dressing up like monsters because they're making this short film. And so what they do is they go out to the woods, and uh, turns out the mud monsters were real because we know that because mud monsters attack her, attack Courtney, and then, and and then and then, the brother shows up like, "Yeah, we were late. Sorry." Yeah, we got to we got a flat tire, dude. Sorry. Dan, yeah. you, if reading the first chapter. <laughs> yes, we we called the entire story. You can call you the can, first. I think the first page. I think the very first few pages, you could tell the entire story from the yeah, very first Yeah, you could tell immediately from the first few pages, like, this is a bad one. <laughs> this is bad. But also, <laughs> like, bad. you can tell what they're going to do with the mud monsters. It's just uh-huh. like, oh, they're going to show up and they're going to think it's the but brothers. Like, but oh, the, oh, that no. you're there and you're here. Who's there? But if you're here, then who's that? And the big, the big ending twist is that Courtney was scared, but fucking loved it. Lo- fucking loved that she saw the mud monsters because she was right. Yeah, she she found a new kink, and she was like, "Thank so you." So the, the lesson here is, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. What's the lesson? Okay, here's the lesson, motherfucker. Hey, Danielle. What's up? I'd like to hear it from R.L. Stein, please. <laughs> All right, well, let me go see if he's home. It's weird. It's great that we just have like a call in RL Stein. There's actually an app. Yeah, it's called Call RL. Uh, call RL. Yeah. And you, it's like DoorDash, but they only deliver RL, RL. Stein. Yeah. To in, your, in whatever flavor you want. It, whatever flavor. Peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, wow. could you order JoJo a peanut butter RL Stein? And, I'm going to look up crumble cookies while he's getting here. Yeah. Okay, okay. And then have them do a leave at the leave it at the door. We, don't, we, don't, we, we want contactless RL delivery. Okay, contactless RL. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. Hello. Oh, that was that was fast. Hello. That was fast. Hello. That was very fast. Give that delivery driver five stars. RL, we just read. Look, I I just want you to know, RL. Yes. I'm I'm I I'm I'm mad. Why? I'm confused. Why? Because this book, nothing happened in it. That's not true. RL, this book was was confounding. That's good. And and I need to know that you put some thought into some sort of some sort of narration you some sort of subtext you were going for like you had a you, you had you you had to have had a plan right what did you want to tell us the readers of this book 
well, mostly I just wanted it to be done before dinner. But <laughs> when I woke up that morning, before I got hungry, hmm. I had a concept. What time do you wake up in the morning, RL? 5 a.m. Oh, damn. What time do you go to bed? 5 a.m. Oh. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> Red Bull kind of life I lead. I saw the Star War, and I saw the Daisy Ridley, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? These 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 nerds hating on Daisy Ridley mm-hmm. just because she's a badass. Mm-hmm. There's a story there. You wanted to, you wanted to twist it. You wanted to twist it. Put your own sick twisted spin on your it. Your own Mary Sue. Your own. I wanted to make my own Mary Sue, and I wanted to make the point. Wait, Mary Sue bumps. Mary Sue bumps. Mary Sue bumps. Is that better? That's better. I like it. Okay. And uh, yes, so you know we have Courtney, who is by all in, to any objective observer, uh, awesome. Yeah. Just just an awesome fucking nature loving, fucking smart, nice, chill. It's a real boss. Gets 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 along with teachers. Get everyone thinks she's cool. Everyone loves her. Picks up a tarantula. I wouldn't do that. Oh yeah, she's not scared of tarantulas. Nope. She's not scared of bumblebees. She's not scared of snakes. Friend of nature, Courtney. Friend, Friend of to all, all nature. Yes, and uh, and then we have little shit face over here, Eddie, mm-hmm. who has no positive qualities that I could ascertain. No, and uh, it's just purely a little little puke. Mm-hmm. Who's who's mad that he he's scared of bees and Courtney is not, and so he's like, I must destroy her. And uh, you see, this is the problem with patriarchy. Patriarchy sets standards that are hurtful to both men and women. Oh, because oh, interesting. Eddie's trying to live up to this patriarchal sort of masculine, not afraid of anything, macho guy. I'm a man. I can't be afraid of nothing. Yeah, and if you're telling me that the fragiler sex is not afraid, that that's a threat to my big masculinity. How is this going to affect how ladies see me and want to bore my children? No one's going to want to bear my children. I may as well not have a penis if she's not <laughs> afraid of bees. Her, her being a strong-willed, smart woman makes her a target in the eyes of, of these... These these men who see that they have to be stronger than a, a, a woman of their peer group. That's right. That's right. That's awful. Isn't it? It's an awful book. Are you saying that I should feel bad for Eddie, our main character? Oh, no. Because I won't. Eddie's an absolute little shit. Yeah, you I fuck hate him. him. Fucking punt him into the next century. Good. Yeah. But RL, I would say this, though, but there are also other women in this book, yeah. Charlene and, and Molly, who also are, are coming at. Uh, Courtney and our women. And our women. We've uh, we've established. Yeah. Yes, there is that point to be made about how women can also become destructive under patriarchal standards based on trying to carry forward values that are not their own, but that they follow. I'm glad this book had something to say. It sure did. And you know what? I learned. I learned. Oh, hey, Danielle, you're back. I'm back. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Excellent. We ate all the R.L. Stein, the, the peanut butter R.L. Stein. We already. It's all good. It's, it's all it, delicious. We ate great. it all. So now it's it's all gone. Yeah. So this book is stupid. And, and even R.L. This this book is wicked dumb stupid. <laughs> this book is dumb stupid. Perhaps the stupidest, which is saying something. And and I guess the only the only potential thing we can latch on to is the patriarchy. For the patriarchy. <laughs> Blame the patriarchy. Ruining everything. So we have to talk about th- things that happened in this book now. 
does anyone have something just from like the giddy up from the get go from the from the beginning of the book? Danielle, do you have anything there? If not, it's fine. We can move on. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter because nothing that happens between pages five and 120 matters. None yeah. of it's important or matters. Uh, if you don't have anything, move it on. <laughs> I mean, I just have. I, I've, I've got something that we can talk about. Aside from all the prankage that happens in this book, there's a couple of things that they do throw in here, which which almost makes it feel like a Goosebumps book because it's just so fucking weird. Mm. There is a little detail about Courtney that is on page 22. Page 22. For me, it's chapter five. All right. And uh, we get, we get an intro to the first of the prankage that is going to happen in this book. Mm, Yes. So the first prank that Eddie and crew, Eddie and company, Eddie and his posse decide to do is they're going to scare Courtney. The first trailer park boys ask (laughs) prank (laughs) is they're going to take a, a rubber snake that apparently is so realistic looking that it will scare somebody it's it's it is apparently uh, warm and squishy and mm-hmm. gooey, just like snakes. Just like snakes. Just like snakes do. Snakes are not known for being warm, but I'll take it. Go on. They are full of goo. So so the kids decide that they're going to put a a, a scary snake in her lunch bag. Being boys, these boys. Yeah, boy, boys being boys, and also two girls being boys. Yeah, That's yeah. What it is. Girls being boys. I want to read a little bit, kind of from a few pages in, in chapter five. Do it, coward. My brother has a disgusting rubber snake, Molly whispered. Her excited grin grew wider because she just thought of the idea about scaring Courtney. This is her first attempt to scare Courtney. Um, Courtney isn't afraid of snakes, had interrupted. She likes to pet them, remember? Because when they first go out into... At the beginning of the book, they go on a field trip three minutes away from their school Mm -hmm. to a forest. And Courtney uh, picks up a green snake because it's scared Eddie, our protagonist of sorts. Does it look real or does it look fake? I asked. Uh, it looks real, Molly replied, her eyes flashing behind her eye, behind her glasses, and it feels warm and kind of sticky. Of course. Of course it does. He scared, with, he scared me with it a dozen times, Molly confessed. It's so real and disgusting. I'm fooled by it every time. Once when I reached under my pillow in the middle of the night and felt it there, I screamed for at least an hour. No one could get me to stop. She'll freak. She'll totally freak. This rubber snake is ugly enough to scare a real snake. What? I can't wait to scare Courtney, I said as the bus pulled up to our school. You sure you can get the snake from your brother, Molly? How are we going to scare Courtney with it? Where are we going to hide it? In her lunch bag, of course, Molly replied. Yeah, idiot. Mm. Yeah, the four of us climbed off the bus with big smiles on our faces. And then we get an introduction, a very specific decision that R.L. Stein had to use to make it so that these kids would be around each other at lunchtime. Yes. The yes. lunch bags were kept on a low bookshelf in the back of our classroom. My class always eats lunch right in the classroom. Like what? Wait, that, what? What? <laughs> what? Our school what? is very small, so a cafeteria was never built. What? That's not how what? they do schools. <laughs> That's not how school works. No. Courtney's, uh, here's, the, here's the thing that I really like. Courtney's lunch was always easy to spot. It was the biggest one on yes. the shelf. This is such a weird detail. This is the strangest, and, and you know why they put this in here a few, a few pages forward, but her mother always packed her two sandwiches and two boxes of juice, plus a bag of potato chips and an apple, some string cheese, and usually a fruit roll-up or two. I don't know why Courtney's mom gave her such a big lunch. There was no way Courtney could eat it all. She became a big hero at lunchtime because she shared it with a lot of kids who had crummy lunches. What an yeah, asshole. fuck her. Fuck what a piece her. of shit. <laughs> so we're given this detail to where Courtney's mom every day, so privileged, 
How? Seriously. So, I don't understand. Wait a minute. <laughs> this makes us hate. No, so the goal of this is for us to read that. Arnold Stein lets us read that. And we go, yeah. Yeah, fuck her. Courtney sucks, right? Because she's so generous. Gross. With the bounty. She doesn't just eat it all herself. Yeah. Well, we see that happen because what happens is it's lunchtime. And as we know, in this particular school, when lunchtime happens, you stay the fucking class. Yeah. Because that is where, that is where you eat. Where you live. By the way, the whole, just so we're clear, the whole first part of this book, like the first 20 pages, they're on a field trip that goes nowhere and does nothing. It does. So. It goes to where it goes nowhere. It does nothing. The story it, could have started here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily. Easily. So lunch happens and they're all watching Courtney get her lunch. That- um, th- and in chapter six, page 25, just then... Everyone, Courtney started to open her lunch bag. Just then, everyone heard a low groan from the back of the room. It was Mr. Melvin, the teacher. Oh, no, he cried. I forgot my lunch today. This is so like, you couldn't do better than this, RL. This <laughs> That's, is the best you this can do. That's all you got. <laughs> That's no problem. Courtney called back to him. Mr. Melvin walked over to her table. He leaned down and started talking to her. Couldn't hear what they were saying. Uh, we were watching her. What are they talking about? Hat whispered to me. Why doesn't he let her open her bag? I shrugged. Then she handed him her lunch bag. No, really, it's fine. Courtney said to Mr. Melvin, you can have some of my lunch. You know, my mom always packs too much. Of course. Of course he knows that. Oh no. I groaned. I suddenly felt sick. And then you can guess what happens. What happens, Jeff? What happens is Mr. Melvin opens that lunch bag to take this little girl's lunch (laughs) because she has two lunches every day that her mom packs her. And screams bloody murder and stomps. Actually, no. Screams bloody murder, pulls the snake out. Yes. It's holding out. it. Yes. Holds and it, it. I'm assuming shaking it around so I'm it makes it look real. with it a yeah. little bit, right? He, he's, he's holding it and then throws it on the ground. And then Courtney heroically. Yes. Comes be- to the rescue. Beats the fucking shit out of that fucking fake snake. Stomps its head into the ground. She gets that snake and stomps on it, breaks it, rips the head off, bites it, eats it. Wears its blood, crucifies it on the lawn to others, to warning to other snakes. Yeah, just makes growling sounds. This this whole setup is is this Rube Goldberg as <laughs> plot scenario that R.L. Stein had to concoct. It's like <laughs> there's it's so, so many, weird. There's so many awkward aspects to it that like make it. He made it harder. <laughs> Than it needed to be. Yeah, it's it's he he paints he paint he writ he wrote himself into the strangest of corners. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, you didn't. Ha- no one's doing this to you. Except <laughs> you. No one is forcing you to create this scenario where a school exists with no cafeteria and a teacher forgets the lunch and a girl <laughs> has a fucking giant ass lunch. There's a million. There's a million ways we could get there. You chose the dumbest one. And it also, it, it completely does the opposite of what you think he would try and do, which was demonize Courtney. Right. No, instead it's like, oh yeah, this motherfucker, this piece of shit. Oh, she's she's heroic and Eddie's trash. Yeah. She literally does three heroic things in this scene. <laughs> she gives away her lunch to other kids. She gives away her lunch to her teacher. And she saves her teacher. And she saves her teacher from her a snake. But, <laughs> so, but on the other hand. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. It is rude to ask for handouts. It is very unbecoming. So, so let's let's play in the sandbox that R.L. Stein has put out for us. Okay. Let's suggest okay. the following. Let me pause the following. Every person who asks for charity is bad. Yeah. Yes, and they, every person who gives charity. There was a there's a classic saying: if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. 
but you should feel bad about that. That man should go find his own fish. Give a man a fish. He dies tomorrow. Exactly. You're just putting off his death. Courtney, in a lot of ways, is basically a murderer. She's yes. keeping all these other poor kids and Mr. Melvin down and stopping them from picking themselves up by their bootstraps. Yeah, listen, the trick here, if you, if I give you this sandwich, you won't learn to make a sandwich today. Right. That's right. Right? Yeah. And then who's going to feed you tomorrow? Yeah, who's going to feed you? My mom? I doubt it. She didn't feed you today. What makes you think tomorrow's yeah. going to be any different? What makes tomorrow special? Maybe Courtney likes that dependency they have maybe, with her. Maybe, 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 just maybe on the other hand, Courtney's the bad guy here. Yeah. And now I, I'm on board with it. Yeah. Now I get it. Now I understand why Eddie hates her and, and all women. Okay, so he, here's how we have to approach the rest of these these bits we're going to go into. There, We have to find a way to make Courtney look shitty. Courtney, we will make Courtney the villain. <laughs> She's the she, we will make Courtney the villain in every scene where she's good. I mean, because she did stop the head off a snake. She was gonna kill a helpless snake for being a snake. She killed a helpless snake who knew, <laughs> let's be honest, might have fallen into her lunch bag yeah. on accident on that shelf. Duh. Yeah, did didn't mean to. I'm sorry, but maybe that snake also was hungry and it was like, well, this girl's got two lunches in here because she's so privileged. I can't believe Courtney is stopping everybody from from evolving as people. Everyone just wants to become a whole person, you know? She stopped that snake from evolving because she killed it. <laughs> yeah, because she cut its head off. Literally. And then she stopped everyone else metaphorically from evolving by giving them food. Oh, so really this scene was just a metaphor. So she's the bad guy. For Courtney keeping everyone down. And also because she stopped that snake, you know what? My brother is going to kill me, Molly groaned, because now Molly's in trouble. Yeah. Now Molly's gonna die. Oh, now Molly's gonna now Molly's gonna die. Good job, Courtney. How many what's what's the body count up to now? Jesus Four? Christ. So so that was Courtney's uh that was the first attempt. That was the first attempt to, to prank Courtney with a, a a rubber snake that to is somehow... To justifiably prank Courtney, bring her down to our level. Yes, who who had it coming. For a while. Yeah, and now she is just, now her, her her power has grown. Yes, yes. We have to stop her. And and you know what they're like, I know what we'll do. I know what will stop her. Hmm. What if we dropped a tarantula on her head? <laughs> you want to just go to the next prank? Yes, <laughs> I do. All right. It's, uh, for me, it's chapter at, nine. And, and at this point, I want you to know, uh, once this first one happened, I said to Danielle, if this whole fucking book is them failing to prank her over and over again, I'm going to hate every minute of it. That's what it was. Well, Jeff, good news <laughs> or bad news. I don't know. It was. It was. And I was just like, I don't want to read that. That's boring. It Listen, really Jeff. Is. Chapter nine <laughs> is when it happened. All right. Right. The plan was simple. So... Mr. Dollinger, the science teacher, kept two tarantulas in a cage in the second floor science lab. I want to ask so you this, a So this building has two floors and a, si a dedicated science lab, but no lunchroom. I'm sorry. Go on. Okay. So they're like, yeah, you know what? He's got he's got tarantulas. And you know what? Courtney's got a head. And um, what <laughs> if? Perfect for a tarantula to rest on. Yes. What if the two shall meet? One of us would drop the tarantula onto Courtney's head when she was in position under the balcony. 
Then she'd scream and howl and the tarantula would get tangled in her hair and she wouldn't be able to get it out. So she'd scream some more and go totally ballistic and we'd all have a good laugh. Also, Eddie continually goes into these like Doug Funny-esque fantasy moments where he like internalizes like scenarios where Courtney gets fucking scared out of her wits. He daydreams about Courtney. He does seem to have maladaptive daydreaming. Oh my God, so much. This kid might be a sociopath. I mean, I but have... then, but then when we get to page 51, chapter 12, when they enact their dastardly scheme. Yeah, it does take them a couple chapters to enact. It takes a good fourth of the book. <laughs> incredibly stupid. To get to the balcony with this tarantula because the kids get stuck. They get stuck inside the, the closet with the tarantula. It, it falls out of, it falls out of the container they put it in. They weren't that scared of it, I've got to say. No, I, that's the weird thing. I was like, wouldn't Eddie be losing his mind yeah, right now? Because to me... This was the only freaky part of the book. Like, I did want to bring up the moment in the closet because it was the only time that I faintly enjoyed. This is chapter 10, the end end of chapter 10. I swallowed hard. I suddenly had a heavy lump in my throat. It felt as if my heart had leapt up into my neck. I fumbled frantically with everything I could grab hold of, but I couldn't find anything that would open the door. So they're stuck inside the cabinet. Mm -hmm. This is page 45, by the way. I give up. We're locked in, Hat, I stammered. I don't believe it, he muttered. The container started to slip out of my hand. I grabbed it with both hands and made a startling discovery. The lid had come off. Oh, no, I murmured. What now, Hat demanded. Taking a deep breath, I shook the container. It was empty. No tarantula. I tried to tell Hat that the tarantula had escaped, but my voice caught in my throat. I let out a choking sound. And then I felt a prickling on my leg, just above my sock. By the prickling on my leg, something wicked this way comes. And then, that was a Macbeth reference. Nobody? Okay. And then another prickling, like a pinprick. Was this like a literature podcast? A Daniel, you know the rule. You're not supposed to say the name in the podcast. It's yeah. Bad luck. It's called the Scottish thing. <laughs> dumb, dumb. You're right. You're my bad. And uh, the tarantula, I managed to croak. It's crawling up my leg. I like it. Then there's some Benny Hill-esque shenanigans yeah. inside the As they capture it. And then they eventually spill out onto the floor and, and get the spider and... Yeah. And then we and, and then they they managed after all after three chapters after all of this <laughs> of trying to get the spider they get it JoJo chapter twelve chapter twelve Hat and I leaned over the balcony and watched the tarantula drop this is their, this is, and, this and is we the, both cried in horror when it landed on Molly's head the, the 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 plan was the other the two ladies were going to schmooze. Uh, schmooze uh, Courtney to, to, into, into position into position, so then the tarantula could get dropped on her head, and lo and behold, it gets dropped on Molly's Courtney, head. Courtney, we got a wonderful opportunity <laughs> coming up in Netflix. <laughs> Courtney, have you have you heard about these fitness shakes that we're trying to sell? <laughs> Courtney, let me talk to you a little bit about herbal. <laughs> yeah, let's talk a little bit about. Uh... So Mo- Molly, Molly, and Charlene are talking about herbal life, and then Molly mm-hmm. gets a tarantula on her head. Yeah, and what? And of course, what happens? After after the plan goes awry, her head falls off. Her head falls off. 
let's see here. This is on um, page. The, the, the guys are the guys are freaking out. Everyone's freaking out. Page fifty two. Gripping the balcony edge with both hands, I watch Courtney bend over and gently pick up the tarantula from the gym floor. She placed it in the palm of her hand and appeared to be saying some words to it. <laughs> hey, buddy. The kids hey. had formed a circle around Courtney, and she had the tarantula close to her face. They just quieted down and watched. And she's like, "It's just a tarantula." <laughs> Tarantulas don't bite very often, and if they do, it doesn't even hurt. Yeah, you hear that, you little bitch? Kids uh, began murmuring once again about how she's brave Courtney like, was, and I saw Molly and Shirley. Like, the God, so I've seen God. And she's like, where did this tarantula come from? And I saw Molly <laughs> stare angrily at us. <laughs> I like how she's still kind of like innocent in her assumption that this wasn't a plot against her. Yeah, exactly, where she's just like, and why then, the... And then they're leaving, and then Mr. Russo pops in like, hey, uh, let's have a talk, huh? These kids look like they just dropped a tarantula on some girl's head. So, so, so Courtney coming out again as the as the hero in this scenario. Yes. Uh, simply because the tarantula, she pa- she basically saved his life. She does, and and she and then she's like, oh hey little buddy, hey buddy, hey, dude, hey, hey it's hey, okay, hey. don't be scared, I'm here. So, so at first glance, it appears that again she's the hero. How do we make her the villain in this scenario? Okay, well, first of all. This is dumb. We all know that spiders are bad. Spiders are evil. The only people who like spiders are evil people. And people who can talk to, to spiders and bats. Exactly. Oh, so, okay, so she's yes. a witch. All right. <laughs> Burner. Burner. No, Jeff, we got it. Hey. Get, yep, get the bob. Mission accomplished. I'm going to unfold my big banner that says mission accomplished in my room. Witch. Got she's it. Accomplished. She's, right. a, <laughs> she's a fucking witch. Courtney's a, so so it's obvious that Courtney's a witch. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Because she she communes with snakes and spiders and spiders and, spiders. and bees. And bees, the three be, the three creatures known to be a witch's a witch's familiar. Is familiar. <laughs> yes. Nothing's more familiar to a witch than those things. She uses them in her mystic spells. She sure does. And oh. and also we find out that Courtney has a strong belief in monsters and cryptids. That's right, because Yep. Don't forget why. Yeah, because she probably communes with those two. Well And, and also her uncle's a scientist. Her uncle's a scientist and he a says witch? that there was science. Courtney's just like the sun, the the earth goes around the sun, everybody. Witch! Burn her. So she talked to that spider. She told her to chill out using witchcraft. Yes, using probably speaking in Latin. And now, and now, we can't be having this witch around our kids. No. We no can't. So safe. now we got. Now we know. So hey, so now I'm fully justified. Now I'm in. Yeah. yeah now the mud monsters have their calling. Yeah. Now we're yeah. good. All we're right. gonna get them. We're, we're gonna. gonna get we're gonna fucking we get did this it. girl. God, we did it again. Two for yeah. two. Two for two. I All right. swear, if we can find even one more thing to ruin Courtney. There with. is what I and and I know what I already kind of got it in my head. Prank the 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 third and real final prank. The third and most dastardly prank. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Get her, Jeff. Yes. Take her down. Let me get to that part. So the kids feel miserably, and then I'm they're so like, bad that "This is the direction we took this episode." <laughs> Well, someone had to take someone her had to take her down because RL wouldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, Eddie failed, but where Eddie <laughs> failed, we'll succeed. We'll step in. So now, feeling defeated, Eddie's like, "Fuck spiders, snakes, bees. Nothing scares this bitch. What the fuck am I supposed to do?" Yeah, what what am I supposed to do other than get paid thirty percent more? <laughs> so the 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 third prank that Eddie concocts with with the crew is that they need to find something big and scary to get her with. Yeah, not something small. Not something small like a tarantula yeah. or like a snake. You need something bigger, bigger. and that 
And that thing they're thinking of is a dog. A wolf. Because dogs are big. So, so Buttercup. Buttercup the Beast. Buttercup the Beast, the big old, what kind of dog is Buttercup? St. Bernard. St. Bernard. Molly's St. Bernard. Like Beethoven. Like the bee to the toven. So Charlene finally gets her time to shine in this book. Yes. Is the owner of Buttercup, uh, the big old lovable St. Bernard. So sweet, so floofy until... Until... Until you apparently whistle you and then whistle and it will fucking it, murder you. Because it hates high pitched sounds. It yes. hates high pitched sounds and she so says, what page are we on here? So this is chapter fourteen. It's when they first start talking about the dog, and it's page sixty-two for me. We need a dog that's really that really looks vicious, Molly said. She slammed her ball hard. Oh yeah, by the way, the kids are playing croquet. Oh, <laughs> that's right. The, yes. I forgot about that. That's so good. And they know the rules and everything. Yeah, they're playing real. It's not like kids fucking Does around this with a croquet take set. Take place in Britain. I don't know. It takes place in Southern California. Remember? Yeah, I know. Fuck this book. Where it rains all the time. And they, they say play croquet this everywhere. Book is nonsense. It's awful. So they're playing croquet, and I and they're like, "We need a big vicious dog." I guess my dog Buttercup could do what Charlene offered. Huh, Buttercup? Get serious, Charlene. Buttercup's a big, lovable oaf. He couldn't scare a fly. A teasing smile formed on Charlene's face. Buttercup could do it. She then goes to show them that if I whistle at this high pitch, Buttercup will go full on Cujo. (laughs) The kids are like, that's not going to be scary. And then she turned to the dog and started to whistle, a tuneless whistle, like just a bunch of shrill flat notes. Big St. Bernard reacted immediately. As soon as he heard Charlene's whistle, he rolled off his back and climbed to his feet. His tail shot out stiffly behind him, which I didn't know that was a thing that dogs did. The, his entire body appeared to go rigid. His ears stood up on his head. Charlene continued to whistle. As we started to stare, as we stared in silent surprise, Buttercup began to growl. The growl sort of deep in his stomach, angry and menacing. He pulled back his dark lips. I'm a dog. I'm a dog. He bared his big teeth. He growled loudly. His growl became a vicious snarl. And then the best piece, the dog's eyes glowed angrily. Yes. <laughs> yes. It it turns into a fucking demon dog. He he has gone super saiyan. He is KO Kinning. It out right now. His ultra instinct has been activated. <laughs> Brawly is on the prowl, but he is better. He's in trouble. And then she says, Buttercup, get Eddie, get Eddie, kill, kill. And then it goes to chapter 15. Eddie's like, no. no. Oh, but he's a good dog. Yeah, but then she stopped whistling and he stopped, which makes me wonder if she had kept whistling. Would Eddie be would dead? Would he di- have died? Would Absolutely. he have actually been attacked? So they're like, so, let, so they say, all right, let's use Buttercup. We'll go out to the woods and we will scare Courtney. Courtney has a tree house out in the woods that her and her friend Denise go and have hot girl summer with Megan the Sallion at. Yes, because fucking they're badasses. Bunch of girl bosses in the woods. Is what girl girl bosses in the woods. Yeah. So they go out there and uh, I, is this the one where, is that where they tried to call her yes. first? And they, yes, and Charlene reveals her other skill. Yes. Okay. Charlene <laughs> is able to do, oh, uh, <laughs> let me find that. That's, well, that's, Page six. They have to get. They have to get Courtney and Denise. Oh, they get Courtney out to the actual treehouse. Yeah, they have to get her to the spot where she can be scared. So, um, Charlene M- Molly actually punches in the number. Courtney picks it up after the second ring. This is on page sixty-nine. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Molly puts put on her best Denise voice. Hi, Courtney. <laughs> it's me. She really sounded just like Denise. <laughs> I think you could have fooled Denise's own mother. Can you meet me in the woods at the treehouse? And then Courtney's like, who does? 
<laughs> and then Denise, and then Molly goes, as Denise, it's me, of course, Denise. <laughs> and then Courtney goes, that's weird. How can you be Denise? So Denise is standing right here next to me. And then Denise on the other side is like, let me talk to me. <laughs> I want to, hey God, I got, is it me from the future? I need to and then, learn. And then Molly says, oops, wrong number. <laughs> and she quickly slammed the good phone. Good save, good save, good yeah. save. So, so we get this little piece of them failing to get her to go out to the woods. Getting owned. Getting Courtney. owned. And now they have to, okay, so here's the weird thing. So after that, they're like, fuck, now we just have to wait and see if she goes to the woods. Yeah. Which happens, which means that this part was completely irrelevant. It's unnecessary. <laughs> no, you didn't need to do it. <laughs> didn't nope. need to do it at all. Absolutely no purpose. Because here's the weird thing is if so, if I got a call from somebody pretending to be my best friend, trying to get me to go to the woods. The woods are the last place I'd ever go. I, exactly. I would be like, guess not going to the woods anymore. Ever, ever again. I'm going to get kidnapped and murdered out there because yeah. someone's trying to lure me. Yeah. And I don't want to die like that. But of course they go out there and they're just like, oh yeah, we, th- we happen to be out there with, uh, with the dog and we found her. Buttercup is out in the woods, goes off, hot dog summer, oh, and just and just starts. They lose track of Buttercup. They're all out in the woods trying to stay hidden from Courtney. They're lost. Uh, and then Eddie's by himself. Uh, I heard the cob, another bird, more fluttering wings, heavy footsteps, dry leaves crunching. Buttercup, is that you? Hey, Buttercup. Buttercup. It had to be the dog. I took a few steps towards the approaching sounds. I stopped when the dog, be- when the dog stepped into view. Buttercup. No. No, I won't. I'm not Buttercup. I guess as I stared into the glaring red eyes yes. of another dog. Fucking demon dog. An enormous, mean-looking dog nearly as tall as a pony. Right. It was a moose. Smooth black fur. It's it on lowered... page 82 and 83. God, I forgot how fucking long this book was. <laughs> it lowered its sleek head and snarled at me, its red eyes glowing angrily. It's not scary. Nice doggy, I said weakly. weakly. Nice doggy. It bared its teeth and let out a terrifying growl. And it... I was like, this point i was like yes kill him finally kill him then it took a running start and then snarling with fury leaped at my throat which how would you know it's leaping at your throat specifically well well when a dog leaps there's only so many things it can reach yeah it's either going for your nipples or your for your throat and you gotta choose so the starling dog appeared to stop in midair because someone else yelled and then it took a reluctant step back it smoothed black tail tucked between its heavy legs took another step and then another so it ran away and then of course, what happens after that? Well, Courtney comes up. Yeah. Courtney comes up, aces. Yep. Can you yeah. imagine? Can you? Do you think that this beast finds Courtney and kills her? We had just stepped out from the trees and we're heading towards the street when Courtney and Denise came into view. This is on page. This is probably page, page eighty-seven. 87. Yeah. Hi, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hi. Do you know any of these dogs? <laughs> And then Charlene's like, well, the St. Bernard is mine. <laughs> and then Courtney's like, you should have a leash. Uh, yeah. He was lost when I found him, which is the thing that, that earlier Eddie was like, dogs can't dogs get can't lost. lost. Yeah. And also the kids were like, let's just go home. He'll probably just go back home. And then Courtney's like, I like this other dog. This is the end of this this scene. Yeah. Yep, is that Co- Courtney pops up with two dogs in tow. One of them Who, to completely oblivious that anything yes. was happening. Yeah. Oh, hey, friends. I found oh, these I two found very I, friendly yeah. dogs. Do you know these dogs? It's so weird that you guys are out here in the wood with this dog. There's this other dog. Someone tried to get me to come to the woods a couple of weeks ago. I don't know what's going yeah, on. I don't understand the connection, though. I don't see it. But you guys want to hang out? Yeah. I've got extra lunch. 
So they their plan goes awry again, and this time again, again, again. and Courtney un, un, unaware that they're even trying to get her, just completely deflates their plan. Yep, and oh is God. not scared by this other dog, and saves and saves. Yes, saves their dumb saves ass. their dog. And then it, at the end, Eddie's like, it was time to admit defeat. I told myself, little did I know just how scary things were soon going to get. Oh, Eddie. Little liar. How, how little you know. Fucking little liar. Dumb so so Courtney, obviously, in this scenario, again, heroic. Heroic. Uh, yes. Or so we think. Or is, or is she? she? <laughs> or is she really evil? Here's the thing. Being a witch, that's the obvious way to go with this. Okay. Right? All right. You got something else? But here's the did. other thing is Courtney, because she is so rich, right? She is a she, rich motherfucker. Is she rich, she rich or does rich? she just get big lunches? She gets big lunches because she is rich. Only rich people have big lunches. Does she doesn't just get big lunches because her mom prioritizes feeding her kid? No. No, her uncle's also a scientist. So it's a family of scientists probably. We're rich uncle scientist in Scotland. Okay, but but here's what I'm trying to say with that is that we can assume that Courtney, you know, at least you come from a household that can send you with multiple fruit roll-ups, which in a single week that's probably two boxes, which it's in 1993 it's a lot. It's privilege. It's a lot of money. It's in privilege. 1993 boxes. Oof. That's, that's a, a lot that's of a money. A lot of boxes. Lot so, of boxes. is it out of the realm of possibility to assume that maybe of all the people that live in wherever the fuck it is that they live, I forget the name of the town, Southern California, that maybe she has she has adopted an early type of technology that we take for granted today, which is the caller ID. <gasps> she knew. Oh, dude, she, she knew, knew all along. What they were going to do. Uh, she knew, she plotted, she was like, they said they were Denise, but this says, it's, this says the call is coming from... Inside, my friends. <laughs> and with that, plotted this other dog to show up out in the woods. She, she summoned... Her hell hog. Yeah. Her hell hog? Yes. Her hell hog straight from hell. <laughs> yeah, stick with it, Danielle. <laughs> I'm going with it. Question it and then don't change it. Exactly. Question it, question it, don't change it. I think she I think she knew that she would be greeted out in the woods by by her 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 villainous classmates. That's right. And uh she plotted she So she, she has the evil mystical power of caller ID. Damn, Courtney just winning. God, she can't be stopped. All right, I think we've I think we've cracked it. I think we cracked it. I think we cracked it. Should we should we really just talk about the last the, those those two sentences which detail the actual end? And it, it should be noted that this book has been building up for what has felt like years. Two books, yeah, two books worth of pranks. Well, there's one thing that happens earlier, and that's on page. Uh, this is on page 96. This is just like the only thing we know about Courtney is heroic. And then um, Mr. Melvin, typical, Mr. Melvin says, there are countless legends about myths and stories and movies about monsters, but no one's ever proven that monsters exist. This is school, by the way. Yes, Courtney says, Courtney interrupts, actually. Let me stop you there. It doesn't just say she interrupts. That's not true. She didn't even raise her fucking this, hand. This, this is on page 96, which is still funny, but not nice. Uh <laughs> She never cared if she was interrupting someone or not, which is the first time they've introduced yeah. this concept to her. Yeah. Now, now they have to paint her bad. And then, and then, and then we hear Courtney's a monster. Someone whispered behind me. I heard a few kids snicker. Like, which I thought what? everyone thought she was cool. No, everyone likes her. Yeah. What are you talking about? And then Mr. Rowan was like, do you have proof that monsters, do you, do, have you made a dark covenant with <laughs> Black Phillip? Show me your extra nipple. It's the sign of the devil. 
My uncle's a scientist. He told me that Loch Ness Monster in Scotland exists. It lives in a big lake. Which is so all. Let's stop right there. So. I feel like maybe your uncle might not be a scientist. <laughs> not in the traditional, not in the traditional sense. No. My uncle, my uncle did not just say that the Loch Ness Monster existed. My uncle also said he's a scientist. Which <laughs> so they both must be true. My uncle is part of this cool group. I think it's called Q. I'm not entirely sure. It's the dumbest. But but here's the thing, and this is how, but then you're like this is dumb, and then the next page it gets dumber or still because yep, Eddie yep, goes yep, yep. well thanks oh, to yeah. Courtney I have the perfect plan. <laughs> Courtney thinks that the Loch Ness monster and Bigfoot are real. That's right because she says the Loch Ness monster the Loch Ness monster in Scotland is real. Mm-hmm. Also she says my uncle says Bigfoot's real too. He's seen photos he's seen photos of Bigfoot's footprints. Yeah, so incontestable. This is a picture of a foot. So it's Bigfoot. <laughs> exactly, it's big. Durr. Foot. And then, and then Courtney even t- triples down saying people don't just imagine all the monsters. They're, they're real. A lot of people yes, are just too right. scared to admit that they're real. Yes, this is... And then Mr. Melvin is like, that's a very interesting theory. Does anyone agree with Courtney? Mr. Melvin is like, uh, Courtney, that's not your character. Uh, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Courtney, you're kind of... Uh, I don't know why you're introducing this information about yourself. We didn't discuss this. It doesn't really work. In the writer's room. In the plot. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Rose like, oh, the writer's strike. Fuck. Oh, Got God it. God damn it. Always with these fucking <laughs> the, uh, the endless writer's strike we blame for any time Arl Stein does something buck wild. So now they had to present something for the kids to latch on to to incorporate monsters. And, that, and here's the weird thing. Courtney believing monsters are real does not mean Courtney is afraid of said monsters. No. She's just, in fact, quite the opposite, yeah, I would argue. she's into yeah. it. As we find out, yeah, she screams when we see those monsters finally at the end in that blink and you miss it moment. So then, so this is the thing, right? So, and, and we kind of brought this up. Uh, Kevin has a brother, who cares, who's <laughs> making a monster movie with mud monsters who and cares? they have costumes. And so he, co- he convinces his brother, hey, can you scare our friend in the woods? I don't know if he calls Courtney his friend, but whatever. he shouldn't. Can you scare a small child in the woods? Can you, can you, can you basically adults terrify a child for yes. us? And they said, sure, you got to clean my room. Right on top of it. So um, page 115, Courtney and Denise were facing the other uh, direction, unaware that something was happening behind them. They're at their treehouse again. Yeah. I stared hard, holding my breath, keeping a low behind the weeds. I saw a dark figure moving slowly towards the treehouse. Then I saw another figure behind it. It seemed to be pulling itself up from the mud. Yes. The three mm-hmm. mud monsters. Kevin and his friends had come through. That was page 115. Right. Um, and then page 117. <laughs> <laughs> I turned back and saw three other mud monsters standing behind us. No. I tried to scream, but my voice came out in a choked whisper. Hat. His name was Hat. Molly and Charlene spun around as the three new mud monsters came close, and I recognized Kevin in the middle of them. Kevin, I stammered. Sorry, punk, Kevin whispered. We had a flat tire. (laughs) And then there's page 118 where... Everyone runs away. Courtney gets a scare because you hear her scream. Courtney's shrill scream rang out. She and Denise were both screaming. This is page 119. It should have been a big moment, our triumph, but it wasn't. The two girls screamed in shrill horror, and then I realized we were all screaming. Their feet smacking wetly on the ground, and the monsters staggered forward. I saw Courtney and Denise leap to the ground, and I saw them run, and I started running. Everyone ran. 
End of the chapter. End, the, the end of, end, no, end not even of, end of chapter. Nope, just end, end, of, end of book. End of yeah. end of end of paragraph, and then the next paragraph. Yes. A few weeks later. <laughs> well, that all happened two weeks ago. The horror is over. It's all behind us. You see the mud monster show up. The the thing on the fucking cover of the fucking book. Right. Less than a page. The second to last page. And they are there for a split second. There is no interaction between the monsters and the kids. Nope. And then, you, and then this is my favorite part, though, is uh, he complains that Courtney's bragging that she saw monsters. I know, right? Fuck her. What a Fuck fucking her. prick. So I think this is proof positive that... Courtney's an asshole. She controls the monsters. Yeah. This is what's she's, she's the, obviously... She's an evil witch warlock asshole. She's playing 5D chess. Yeah. And she, boy, is she. With Mr. Melvin and the kids. And she's the kids getting him and the mud talk. monsters. It's all yeah. connected. It's all one. Yeah. They literally could have done anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With they could have been. Here's was, how you scare someone: your mom's dead. <laughs> That's how you scare a kid. Hey kid, yeah. kid. Hey kid, your mom died. Your fucking parents are dead. She was she. Your mom died. They just died in a plane crash. I saw it happen. Yeah, yeah. Just like in just like in the craft. Just like. <laughs> what? Hey, here's how you scare a kid. Here's how you scare a little kid. Whenever you sleep, you die. That's right. Well, you go to sleep at night. Did you know that? When you're asleep, you're actually you're dead. dead. You might not wake up. That's right. That's how you scare children. Easy. If you, if you don't if you don't say that prayer before you go to sleep about oh, you about if you die uh, before you uh, wake, you then you will die. You, you will, will die. die. Or other things like and here's other things the way that you scare kids is you say things like, "Did you know that there are at least 20 spiders that go into your mouth when you're sleeping every at night? night? Every, every night. night. Every single And I'm night. not afraid of it because I'm mature. Wait a minute. Are there really 20 spiders? <laughs> Hold on now. Wait. Hey. No elaborate dog plan. No tarantula. No fake snake. Nah. You get in. You got to get in their brains. You got to fuck with their brain mind. People have been doing this shit for centuries. It's not hard. Yeah. They're called clowns. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Courtney comes out on top. Yeah. There, there are no winners here. Coolest, coolest kid in, this, in school. Also possibly a witch. Straight out of hell. Thank you to the band Dog Party for the use of our theme song, Bad Dream, off of the album Hit and Run. It's a wonderful song by a wonderful band. You can check them out at dogpartylive.com and dogparty.bandcamp.com. Geese Mumps is just one piece of a lot of comedy content from the Mom Hat Comedy Crew. You can check out our Let's Play show, JoJo Has Fun, uh, youtube.com slash J-O-E-J-O-E-H-A-S-F-U-N, where we play video games wrong um jeff and danielle like to stream on twitch and you can go check that out at twitch.tv slash jojo has fun and also uh we have a fifth edition dungeons and dragons actual play podcast called the roles we made available every friday on podbean and wherever podcasts can be found oh also instagram twitter geesebumps underscore pod or geesebumps pod all one word at gmail.com send us something yeah, just send us a send us a. Don't send me a dirty picture. Send me a dirty picture. Send Jeff a dirty picture. Just address it to Jeff. <laughs> to <And> Jeff, <laughs> dirty so picture. Address it, subject Jeff, comma Hot Wheels. <laughs> Geesebumps, care of Jeff Brown. <laughs> Milwaukee, Minnesota. Wherever Milwaukee's at. Milwaukee, Minnesota. <laughs> sure. Where's Milwaukee? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> So I guess we shouldn't do the state capitals test with you. Nope. (laughs) Okay. 
All right. Uh, do you want to do you want to threaten our our uh, listeners with violence, I Danielle? I do. I do. Um, so yes. So we, if you want to support us, we are poor. We are but poor church mice, and we we need all the help that we can get. And if you want to do that and have me beg like like a child, I will do that because I have. Are you crying? No, no, no. I'm not. It's fine. Just please leave us a review. A nice one is best. And uh, then tell a friend about us. And uh, and then we'll consider it. We'll consider your, your, your we, dues paid. We will consider your debt paid. That's right. We won't come after you with crowbars. Do, do you remember the, the next book? I don't, was it the, don't, it's bees? Bees. Goosebumps number 17, bees. why I'm afraid of bees. Why I'm afraid of bees. Bees. Goosebumps 17, Why I'm Afraid of Bees. Bees. It has a picture of uh, Chet from Weird Science on the body of a hornet. Does uh, not look cool. Wait, Does is that spoiling fun. it? Does he turn into a bee? Is he, he going to be a bee? Listen, Jeff, it's it's right on the tin. And also, here's what I don't like about it is, much like you can't scare me, it's a fucking, like, it's an expression. Or like, let's get invisible. You know what? If it's an expression, it's probably bad. All the ones that are based on cliches, bad. Here's what it says on the front, the the, the tagline. He's no ordinary human being. Oh, the Fuck dad off. jokes. The dad jokes, they just don't stop. Danielle, would you please regale us with that final passage? Well, that all happened two weeks ago. Two long weeks ago. The horror is over. It's all behind us. But I still don't go out much. I really don't like to leave the house. Neither do my friends. Yesterday, Kevin asked me if I wanted to see his Mud Monsters video. It's all edited and finished, he said. I told him, no thanks. I really don't want to watch it. This is very, this is riveting narrative. (laughs) Dear diary. Dear diary, I don't want to watch it. I've been very nervous and tense since that night in the woods. My friends have been nervous and tense too. This is quality writing. I hope people are taking notes. We are all totally stressed out, except for Courtney. Courtney's been bragging to everyone how she proved there are real monsters because she saw them. She's worse than ever. My friends and I, we'd really like to give Courtney a good scare. We'd really like to scare Courtney once and for all. But we can't. We're just too scared. Feeding. That's that's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst collection of sentences to end a book. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's the most meandering ending to a book. <laughs> it was like the <laughs> <sighs> How many more how many more goosebumps are there? <laughs> Too many. There's only like sixty-four I'm, in total. We're I'm hoping there. that there's gonna be some sort of uptick in quality soon. <laughs> this is definitely the low point. Yeah. This is the blue period. Yeah. My name is Jojo. I have a PhD. My name is Danielle, and I have a PhD. My name is Jeff, and I have a beautiful desk that I built with my carpentry skills. Shut up. This has been Geesebumps, the Did You Mean Goosebumps podcast. And until next time, stay out of the basement. Just like somebody I used to know.